This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to our Dice Over Everything one, where we choose a topic and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so I think as is our true nature, we want to start off, well, we're talking basically about 2022 here and our experiences in 2022. Yes, it's January, so we, so uh, 2022 has just passed, and we're in a, a reflective nature looking at our past as we're stuck in our little uh, uh, hibernation holes waiting for the summer to, well, for, for the new year to bloom, and so we're thinking about and reflecting on the years that have gone by. Yeah, so I think as is our nature, we'll, we'll start with the negativity and then maybe cap it off with positivity in another episode. But uh-huh. I think for today, we want to talk about sort of not just what we've been hobbying, but like our experiences in the wargaming and our worst wargaming experiences. So the three three worst of them and maybe some other worst runner-up tool or something else if we have more time. Yeah, so this will be our inaugural uh, D6 Minutes uh, Wargaming Worsts of the last year. This might be the first and last, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't think these are in any particular order unless you want to you want to do it that okay, way. Okay, so because this is a special uh, reflected, reflection uh, podcast, do we want to skip the uh, question that we always do and go straight into it? Or do we want to go and do that as well? Uh that's i think i think that actually fits in for hobby things that i've done as one of the answers so i'm willing to skip it and it'll fit into one of the questions all right sure yes so we are going to break the the tradition of this thing in this new year and as we go uh into this list and of and i think we're going to do a whole bunch of different questions that kind of reflect the previous year Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it then. All right, so, so we're gonna go through, like we said, the uh, topic or the award. This is kind of our D6 awards kind of thing. So this is the top three worst wargaming things that happened in 2022, and by that we mean uh, experiences that we've had in the hobby or industry events or just things that have happened in the wargaming space. Yeah. All right. So I will roll it. Let's see. So this is, we're going for three. So three minutes apt for the third worst thing. So we'll go, you know, count down. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me? Yeah, you know what? I'll go first. I said that one of my things was about hobby stuff that I've done. So sure. I think that one of the, I don't know, this isn't too bad, but one of the worst experiences that isn't just game related for me, was painting like bigger miniatures. It might just be because of all the the methods I've adopted for painting. The techniques aren't suited towards painting bigger stuff. But I painted one like really big miniature that might be like five inches tall. It was the Megalodron from the Defiance Kickstarter for Infinity, which is kind of like a giant four-legged robot thing. But as I said, it's almost five inches tall. And I used speed painting techniques on it, but maybe it was partly just because I was setting a deadline for it. Maybe it was partly because it was so huge. Painting it just felt like I had to, like, grind it out. It was a big chore. So normally, like, a lot of people find, like, when they paint their centerpiece miniatures, Mm -hmm. it feels super great. Because you know you're going to, once you're done, you have this, like, beautiful thing that you put on the table that is the center of your entire army. But the issue, there's a lot of issues that made, you know, that went into making that 
Megalodron bad for your experience. Number one, it was not the centerpiece of an army that you had. No, it, had right? nothing. it was just for a one-off game. And I lent it once to one of our friends, so it's kind of yeah. good that it gets more use. But I had no intention yeah. of using it for a display, no int- and intended to play it like yeah. once for one like so, fun game, so, which was nice to have, but it was just... Yeah, so basically we, you painted it for a one-off Halloween event, mm-hmm. right? So that, that made it both a chore because you had this like tight deadline, but also you didn't have, like you said, like all of those other things that make painting giant centerpieces great. And then on top of that, like, to be fair, I loved it. I thought it was amazing that we had a painted Megalodron when I showed up for the mm-hmm. event. I didn't have to paint it. And then when we when we fought the Megalodron, there's this giant evil thing on the on the table. So that was great for me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great for me because it just didn't fit into how I like painting or Thank any of my painting Thank you for your goals. service. Yes. I salute you. All right. So we're combining our time here. So I guess you've got one minute for one of yours. All right. So my third worst thing that happened was, uh, I wanted to say, the pandemic. So... The what? I thought that ended pandemic. last year. It was in 2019. Know, it it's 2023 now. That's what I thought, too. But the effects of the pandemic... It would be number one if it was last year, first of all. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's number three, so it's not the worst thing. But basically, it still was a huge drag on our hobby uh, nights. It still has has, like... We are still feeling the effects of it draining, like, the turnout for our events and getting people out to come out. Mm-hmm. It's obviously still having an impact, and we haven't gone back to where it used to be, right? Now, there is definitely an upswing that we've felt over this time, along with, you know, also getting COVID again and again. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I was, I was going to say from your yeah. Wargaming experience, I think you went off to play Stargrave and then came back sick a couple days later. I didn't go play Stargrave. Yeah. But that was part of your Wargaming yeah. experience, I guess, was getting sick from going to play True. war games. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's valid from your perspective. So, that's true. I did get COVID. Like, this is the first time I got COVID last year. So, uh, overall, not as good. Still dampening on the hobby, and it's still draining us. I hope – I haven't gotten <clears> – <throat> because I got COVID, I didn't get the next vaccine. That's apparently very, very effective for the current COVID uh, strains out there. So, hopefully, when I – you know probably in the next month or so I'll, I'll probably get the second vaccine and hopefully as people do that and we move forward um things will get back to normal but last year is just a giant drain on on the hobby and i feel like the the year would have been so much better if covid had truly been stamped out like we had all pretended that it was <laughs> mm-hmm. all right all so, right on, on to another next worst number two all right this is the second worst Uh, runner-up for the worst thing that happened in 22 okay so i think we're kind of going in an order another three because these are necromunda dice i'm I'm just warning you i'm rolling (laughs) necromunda dice so stupid things are going to happen so get another three all right so i'll start with mine again do you want more time because i I took a lot of time yeah i'm I'm doing you started this one i'll start this one Mm -hmm. so speak of the devil uh necromunda and playing necromunda is my number two now this wasn't the old necromunda this was the new necromunda 2017 necromunda and that is the worst wargaming uh experience i have had in like 10 years honestly this game is so garbage like i've play tested (laughs) games 
that are better and were more fun than Necromunda. Because I feel like Necromunda wasn't playtested. It the rules when you get the rule book and you play it felt like they had not even played more than a couple of games of the rules that they wrote. And the issue is we were playing from these like codexes, which is supposedly new content. But I feel like that was an even worse idea because those rules in those books were even less playtested than the base game of Necromunda, which was not playtested. And when we started diving in and being like, how come these missions don't make sense? And how come these rules are like so unbalanced? And how come these weapons don't make sense? We go onto the forums and people are like, oh, yeah, you just have to not play like what the rules say. Yeah, they're like, here, here's a link. Here's a link to a fan-made rulebook with some actual, like, reasonable point values for things. Yeah, and you're just like, what is this? This is not like a – like, this is a game that's in active development and being actively supported and, in my opinion, being actively destroyed by Games Workshop. The only thing good about Necromunda – and I was so excited to play this game because I'd heard so many good things about it – was the miniatures because the new miniatures are great. And it really yep. proves to me that Games Workshop is not a games company. It's a miniatures company because the miniature games are shit, even though the games, uh, the miniatures are often great. Oh, yeah, I keep so, wanting to build more miniatures for this game. So I guess you've had terrible. two minutes on this one off my one. But I don't know why you even listed this as your number two. This was my number one. So you Oh, don't say it yet! No, no I have that's to. The, that's <laughs> fine, I'll do my complaints about it later. So in yeah, my yeah. one minute left... I will say my second worst experience. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can't even say, say it's not number one. I'm now curious what your okay. number one is. But my second okay. worst was we played one game of 40K 9th edition. And uh-huh. the whole thing was to say we played oh, yeah. 40K 9th edition. And yeah. it, it didn't feel that bad because you knew we were only going to play one. So it's uh-huh. just like short-term pain for just, you know... <laughs> It's like trying it out. It's like trying a different drink that you know is going to taste disgusting. You're like, this is the only one. This isn't ruining my whole like experience because uh-huh. this is just like trying yeah. something new. But it wasn't yeah, it like was... Necromunda where we we did an entire like campaign. We tried to. We didn't finish because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but no, we were to... so pumped. We assembled all this new terrain. We did all this kind of things with you mean tradition. You mean you did, and I played with your miniatures, <laughs> so I didn't have to have all the pain leading you up. You painted a full army for Necromunda. Oh, yeah, but this is about 40K we're talking. This is the topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, 40K, yeah. yeah, My topic. (laughs) You painted the tons of miniatures, so I didn't feel like I'd wasted a whole bunch going into that. But just, it's too much. It's too much rolling. It's too much re-rolling. It's too many miniatures on the board. It's just just too much. It looks cool, but it's just 40K is too much, so. Yeah, it's, again, the same kind of thing with Necromunda, like... The, even the codex, this is, this is a thing that surprised me. Like, normally when you buy the books, right, the, the art for 40K and Angus Workshop Games is very, very nice. But even the codex for 9th edition was uglier than the 8th edition codex. I'm specifically talking about orcs. Mm-hmm. It was very weird because just the entire – I guess they just wanted to make it different, but they made so many mistakes. For example, something – like, everything was harder to see. Everything was more smudged out and, like, gray. And even the text, which was actually a problem in Necromunda, but we'll talk about that later. The text in the ninth edition codex of orcs was gray instead of black. And it was so gray, it made it harder to see. I actually thought that my my book was misprinted and like the, the, the printers were running out of inks. Oh, yeah. Until I went to the store and looked at it, I'm like, what what is this? Why is it so like – it just makes it harder to read. And you're like – It's the grim dark experience. Person- 
fine. Yes, exactly. And it doesn't even look prettier. Like it looks different, right? But it was just so washed out. And I'm just like, even the so, even the graphic design, which GW usually was good at, was worse. So I'm wondering if this is gonna be your your number one gripe of the year. Should we should we roll for it? Because like we've gone on for number two about long enough. I'm I'm questioning sure. whether your number one is gonna be like gray on gray rule books. All right, let's see how long <laughs> this goes for. Five minutes. All right, we got some real time for this one. So you All answered right. first on that one, so I'll go first on this one. And as yes, I've already spoiled it, I've already spoiled it, so I don't think I have to go on for too long because you covered most of it. it. Is my number one worst experience for wargaming was playing the Necromunda campaign. So I'll start with a positive this time: painting the Necromunda, okay. building the Necromunda, very fun. I still want to build more Necromunda guys because I'm like, oh, I got uh-huh. I, like part through the campaign. I'm like, but I got this guy with a plasma gun. I want to build the plasma gun guy. But the whole fact that you have plasma gun and flamer guys, when well, maybe you probably <laughs> shouldn't, because it costs yes. way too little, and you just start min-maxing your army immediately, because it's completely clear how to do that. And just playing this game, like I'd forgotten you could netlist things from all the other games we've played that are more like tailoring to missions, tailoring to your playstyle. This game didn't mm-hmm. seem to do that. It's, it tailors itself to min-maxing. It's just yeah, gross. And just how you play the game too, you want you want to crush your opponent. <laughs> in the game because then they take they lose more shit they're more injured for the next game it's, it's and you get more oh experience you get more so there's just no balancing yeah. mechanics there's like one like plus two to the rolls and i think you get to choose the missions basically if you are losing but then the guy just kills all your guys and gets mm-hmm. so much more experience than than you and your so war guys become shittier the next time <laughs> And they get the extra gold because they took over mm-hmm. your, your properties, and your warband becomes shittier, and you get to appeal to like the higher-ups, which is a die roll, but the the guy who won still gets a roll on that thing, and you only get a plus three to this die, 2d6, which is like so not good. So you could literally just be unlucky, get worse off on that die roll, on the thing that's supposed to be a catch-up mechanic, and then... Also get your shit pushed in by the oh, stronger. Oh, yeah, and then and once they push their shit and they also take your shit so you don't get as much stuff in between yep. games. It's it's like, oh, does GW encourage, like, toxic player bases? And it's like, uh, yeah, this, this game encourages toxic everything. It's so it's, terrible. And the experience, you don't, your guys don't even level up that fast either unless you go on murder sprees. So literally yeah. you have to win a lot to, for your guys to level up. And the thing, and I was wondering, like, how come this game was so, like, celebrated? And so we did end up playing uh, the older version of Necromunda and read the rules. And we're like, oh, this is the game that everyone loves. Because yeah. all of the issues we had for the for the new Necromunda were gone in the old version. The old version is so much better than the new version. Much yeah. better catch-up mechanics. If you're losing, you just get, like, tons of bonus experience points, right, to kind of catch up because you're the one who's pushing through. You get mm-hmm. bonus points for winning if you're losing. You you still get to, like, generally choose who goes first. You're you're unable to even get, like – like, in the new Necromunda, you're able to, like, tool out your guys so quickly. But in the old Necromunda, good equipment is really hard to find. So you're spending more time down in the dirt. It has more of that feel, that grittiness feel. The new Necromunda is so hero hammer because your heroes are so much stronger than your normal guys. Yeah, if you lose your hero too, you're even more crushed. It's great. You are so screwed. Yeah. So like if your your hero dies and then you just roll unlucky and they die, like you are so behind. And you can't your your new guys, which are your like gangers, 
can never level up to be as good as your like expert guys. Whereas in the old Necromunda, you wanted these older, shittier guys because they would level up. And you could even see in the rules, right? Like there's so many restrictions on these lower gangers in the new Necromunda, even though they're so much worse than the champions and stuff that you want to buy. Because they had they took the rules from the original Necromunda where the, the lower gangers level up quickly and become like your best guys once they've leveled up. And they took that idea that these guys are going to become amazing, except they nerfed them to be garbage. So with the new Necromunda rules, it's it doesn't make any sense. You're like, why why did you nerf these like shitty guys? Because they're actually the worst guys you can get. Yeah. Well, I could add more stuff. Nothing but made I think sense. It was I terrible. Add, I could add more, but I think you've like we spent yeah. half this on Necromunda, and so we'll leave oh my you god, with two and minutes. the missions and the rules didn't make any sense. It was terrible. Oh, so yeah. oh my worst. Your my two worst? minutes for your worst. All right, so this thing might surprise you, actually. So this, so Necromunda, here's the thing with Necromunda. I was a little bit sad that we were going to have to try to finish that campaign, but then we just abandoned it. So then, you know, it's, <laughs> it filtered out of my mind. I still have to list it because it was terrible, but, like, it kind of filtered out of my mind. And it's like, you know, it was a bad experience, kind of like a like a terrible vacation where everything went bad, right? Uh, but now that it's over, you come back to reality, you come back and you play your normal games, and you're like, okay, phew, I'm fine, I never have to do that vacation ever again. It's in the past, right? Same thing with 40, with uh, 40K 9th Edition. We were just touring, right? We are like, oh, this is crap, so mm-hmm. we're never going to get back to it. The thing that is the worst is uh, something that happens that you cannot escape from. That is in the games that you actually like to play and you actually want to continue. And so my worst thing that happened to me is something that was happened in Infinity. So Infinity is our is my number two game, your I believe number one game in general, right? Mm-hmm. We play it every Monday. You can listen and to the next podcast the, to hear this for sure. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, but so we've said that previously. Um, but what I've I think I mentioned this before. Um, in a lot of the newer miniatures, they have there's been a, often a common complaint with Infinity that the the models are super hard to assemble and because they're metal and everything like that, and they have lots of bits and pieces. So they've been trying to make it easier. Well, in my opinion, they have recently overcorrected because there have been a ton of miniatures where uh, to make it easier so that there's less pieces to assemble uh, and less things to to go and make it like one cast, they have been filling in negative space on their miniatures with giant chunks of metal. Mm-hmm. That is the worst. That makes the miniatures look ugly. So, ha- like, for example, there was a Moang, which is an, a great sculpt. I love the sculpt, but he had, like, two metal bars that come out of the top, right, which is supposed to have metal empty, uh, negative space underneath the bar. In those the, in the actual miniature, they just filled in that that, like, empty space with metal, sunken in metal and i don't know what you're supposed to do paint it black for oh, me if i had to literally drill out that freaking thing so that it actually had an empty space and you could see through the metal space into the thing it just makes it look so much better once i've done yeah. it yeah you're right i have seen a bunch of models where they have rods on them but instead of modeling the rod as a separate piece they put a little yeah. flat thing in underneath it to make the molding process easier but you know it's yeah. not supposed not to have the bar under it because it's assembly thing because people mm-hmm. used to complain so much and yep. this is stupid. Like, it's not that much harder if you have just the holes where where it's like a metal bar that you just insert into deep, two deep holes into the big thing. It's like the Moang is also huge. So mm-hmm. you have enough space to do that. And then it really pissed me off 
because there's two models in um, for the newest set, right? I was so excited about getting these new assassins. And then the cape of the Lassique, she has a cape and then she has an inner cape and an outer cape. And instead of having them as like two pieces that like, you know, you put on one on top of the other, which there was a seam for, they just filled in a giant chunk of metal in between to make it solid so it doesn't move. And I'm like, what is this? You can literally see this from when you're looking at the miniature from from straight, right? Yeah, this I, is not I, get, I get it's a thing for Same screw plastic. Thing with, uh, like screw plastic, you know they have to do that. But with metal where there's a whole bunch of pieces, you're like, you can sculpt around the around this. I don't understand why, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes no sense and, to me why they didn't do this. And they could have – to me, it's just lazy, yeah, with metal though, carving it out like screw plastic, you can carve screw plastic if you really want, yes, want to get exactly. rid of that. Yes, exactly. I could drill it. Carving metal, carving metal. Oh my I do god! It. You have to be so committed hard. to carving metal. Yeah, it was so hard to do the Moang, right? To drill that out, and I, I can't even. I didn't even bother with the Lassie because it was. I should have, but mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I was just kind of annoyed and upset, and it just looks worse. It just looks mm-hmm. worse, and it looks worse for the the Muyib as well. The Muyib Spitfire. There's a metal piece that he's holding here, but you could totally see it if you look down. So literally, you know, there's oh, an argument. Fits, with oh, a whole the gun bunch of fits guys. on the front of his chest, basically. Like sometimes guys have guns yep. attached to the front of the chest. And most times yep. in Infinity, there's no extra piece there, but you've said they've started putting like backer pieces that attach into the yep. chest. Mm. So it literally reminds me of like the 90s where they had those one cast plastics where they just filled like, you know, a bow and arrow guys and hold bow and arrows. There's just a giant like plastic, you know, blob there. And they have the same thing with Infinity. I'm like, this is really ugly. And I cannot tell with good conscience, tell people that this is the these are the best minis that you can get because they're not if they have these gap fills. This is like a real mm-hmm. retread. And this is like against the things that, in my opinion, were Infinity's strengths to make it slightly better for a group that I don't even know if they care. So I hope they don't continue this for everything. But this is like a serious issue for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it made me really upset. Yeah, I have other bigger concerns about Infinity Sculpting, but we shall end it there because we have done our three worst. So did you expect that, that uh, my worst thing would be something from Infinity? No, I thought it would be more about rule books and stuff because you'd hinted at that before. No, no, those are like terrible, but like I said, yeah, like I said, the worst thing are things that affect you personally, right? Mm -hmm. And now that we've kind of dialed out of GW – like yeah, it's just a tourist issue. So, yeah. but when it affects the games you care about, this this, this I feel like I'm going back to like 2000, I don't know, 15 or 2010 when I was in GW when they were abused. You know, they're very very crappy, mm-hmm. and they made me super upset because that was the game I played. And the same thing happened with War Machine when everyone's complaining about issues because it was making the game worse. And now it's happening to Infinity. And I hope, luckily, you know, we'll talk about it later. But like. I hope they correct from this because, yeah. in my well, opinion, seem, this is... It seems like they're listening to a group of people who have valid complaints, but they're not the mm-hmm. core people. Like, their core people yeah. are willing to, like, put in a lot of work to their models, and they're listening yeah. to the people who more want board game plastic. Yeah, so. yeah that's the thing. Like, why... Like, if you're... If your strength is just the nicest miniatures, right? Like metal miniatures, people want them. They have higher detail, sharper things. They they require more effort, but they look better in the end mm-hmm. once you painted them. Why would you give up that strength to have something mediocre in the middle? You're pleasing no one in the end, right? Because people that want it easy mm-hmm. still don't like the fact that you're using metal, 
right? They're still not going to be like, oh, yeah, I made it slightly easier, but you're still using metal, so why would I want to do it, right? That's like, like the oh, major complaint of those people. Yeah, they'll still complain it's too detailed. You, they're just, you, yep. you can't listen to your haters. That's, yeah, exactly. That's so anyways, sorry, I had to talk more about that, and I totally ran over time, but mm-hmm. oh, well. That's the principles around why these things are the worst, not just necessarily. That's why it's the thing that pissed me off last year the mm-hmm. most. And technically it happened the previous year, but it really hit me when all of these new things came out last year. Yeah. All right. Worst. All right. Well, we've powered up on our negativity, and I don't know if we'll be able to keep <laughs> up this momentum for our next podcast where we're positive, but tune in for that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll be expended because it was too much negative. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh, our podcast for the worst things of 2022 in the wargaming hobby. Mm-hmm. If you, this was too negative, uh, tune in next time where we're all positive all the time. We will be going over the uh, top best things of 2022 in wargaming. Uh, and again, as always, if you have any questions you want to an- us to answer in the new year, you can uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.